Hello, hello, everybody. We are live. This is amazing. And we have the one, the only, the amazing, the infamous, Caroline Bortle. It's like Blake Bortles, but it's not any relation yeah. that I know of to uh, not, not Blake Bortles. <laughs> is there any relation at all? Probably not. Maybe no. the top, yes. No, but... You know, normally when I am describing my last name, I always have to spell it out, right? It's just one of those names. Right. And this is the first time that I realized I should just say, uh, it's like Blake Bortles, the football player, but without the S. Just without the S. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Caroline Bortle in the house. I'm, I'm ha- I have to stop myself, Caroline, from saying Bortles because every time I, <laughs> I'm like, I want to jump in. I want to just say this is Caroline Bortles, but it's Caroline Bortle. Welcome to the and, show. And it's not, it's not going to be Bortle for much longer. Oh, so. so putting the ring on the finger. Is there the ring? Where's the ring? I can't get oh, right here. the But don't look. See, but you can't look. You can't look at my fingernails because quarantine, you know? Like, like quarantine, can't go out and get a mani-pedi. I understand. No. And don't no. look like I need a haircut. You know, it's, it's all the problems. You know, Jesus died for me, but I'm just going to complain about my chip nail polish type thing you know <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> i love it i love it well welcome to the show caroline um you are the brand content editor for church pop and you've been there for a while now how mm-hmm. you've been doing this since 2016 you said um yes it's that's been that's pretty cool you guys are doing some cool work there at church pop tell me a little bit about church pop and you know, who you are, like, like, what does Church Pop do? What do you do there? Um, tell me a little bit about that. And then, oh, are you there? Oh, she's, I think she's gone. Caroline is popped off. Hold on. We're getting her back. She's back. Oh, gosh. It happens. It's, Caroline, are you that's back? terrible. It happens. Terrible. Te- technology is the, f- it's, it's always fun. You're here. It, all, it was only two seconds, and we can edit this out yeah? of the podcast. So Okay, good, good. Well, you're anyway, um, I've been working at Church Pop. See, it just cut right back in. I've been working at Church Pop for, yeah, since 2016, and I am the brand content editor, and my position actually has kind of, like, evolved. Yeah. Um, like, I guess it's always kind of been the same, but when they hired me, it was a, we don't really know exactly what you're doing or what we'll have you do necessarily, but we'll just kind of go with the flow, whatever the Holy Spirit says. And so now after a couple of years, um, I'm the brand content editor and it's been going great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Here, wait, I, I want to test something really quick because I, I just want to hear okay. this. Hold on. Let me just hear it. I guess it's always kind of been the same, but when they hired me, Yeah, okay, it sounds good. All right. I just something on my system was saying that it was feeding through two two sets of set of audio, but we're good. It sounds fine. So it's just it's lying to me. All right. So you've been there for a while and now you're figuring out your position and yes. it's feeling I mean, I guess it's always been kind of figured out, but we talked about this before we got on here mm-hmm. that technology is constantly changing. Right. So my role is constantly changing, you know, with every social media change, you know, my role kind of adjusts accordingly. You know what I mean? Right. So are you diving into TikTok a lot right now? Okay. So 
No. <laughs> and I think, and I hope my boss, I hope Brantley doesn't watch this and say, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that we could do TikTok because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do it, you know, if he would like me to. But no, I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing Snapchat. Um, and I don't know if it's because, like, I don't, I don't understand it or just the manner in which I present information can't be translated to that. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. It's interesting. But. I mean, it'd be interesting to see church pop on TikTok, but then again, I mean, some of the things that are going like savage, like, have you ever seen, have you, have you seen TikTok? Okay. I'm just going to say I watch Fox news. And so TikTok, the Chinese have TikTok. <laughs> like I'm they not. <laughs> own it. And so yeah, you don't want to dive into that space. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I have anything that people would be, but I, I, my little sister's on TikTok. And so I watch it to like stalk on her. But other than that, I just can't get, I can't get in it. Can't get in it. Yeah. So it is funny. It is funny to watch some TikToks, but it's just like a bunch of interesting, goofy videos. But anyways, so you, you work at Church Pop, you've been working there since mm -hmm. 2016 and You've been doing this side hustle for a while now at uh, your Instagram account and your Etsy shop, uh, Be Still by Caroline. Um, and that I'm excited to talk to you about, too. You, you kind of you said that you started that up a lot out of uh, some personal stuff that you've been going through. Yeah. So I started working for Church Pop in 2016 and I started like God's timing is just it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But I started. And it was around like a year since my reversion, since coming back to the faith. I was born Catholic, raised Catholic, the whole nine yards. And then I kind of like drifted away slowly, but surely it got into a really deep, dark, terrible place. Yeah. And, you know, X, Y, Z happened. And then I ended up getting hired by church, which it was, it was a very long period of time yeah. uh, of, you know, getting to that point. But I started working at church pop. And I started working around the time when, like, myself, I was learning a bunch of things. I was yeah. kind of reintroducing myself to different devotions and the rosary and just genuinely interested in liturgical living and finding ways to put my faith in my daily life. Because that is one of the things that, that like, that aided in me falling away from the church because yeah. I didn't have anything that was, like, personal to me. You know, I was, I was praying how other people prayed. And I was looking to the things that other people looked to thinking that there was a certain rule book right. on how to be the best Catholic. Right. Yeah. And when you like play pretends like that, like if your heart's not in it, it slowly, but surely like crumbles away yeah. in addition to other factors. But when I started working at church, pop, I was like, this is great. I am, I don't have a plan. Like this was my thought. I was like, I don't have a plan or anything, but I'm just going to wake up every day. And think, what does God want me to learn today? And what does God want me to share with other people? And so it kind of, I started learning along with the church pop audience in 2016. I still do. Yeah. But that's when it started. And about, was it like two years, like a year, was it like a year into it? I think. Yeah. 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 A year into it. I get my dates. Quarantine. I don't even know what day it is it's today. It's crazy. But, <laughs> but a year or so into it, I started 
kind of getting restless. And I've always dealt with really bad depression, like clinical depression, since I can remember. And I was having a hard time talking about my faith so much. And I wasn't making the time for like for personal growth and my personal spiritual life because I felt that everything I was learning, everything I was going like doing with my faith, I had to share it with other people. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want anybody to fall away like how I did. So I just need to share it with everybody. But in doing that, I wasn't paying enough attention to my own needs and my spiritual life. So I kind of started just getting restless and I just had a really hard time in prayer. Like I went days without praying or like feeling like I, you know, could relax and rest. So I started doing stuff with my hands and it all came up because it was a bad snowstorm in Denver and I had gotten like some string and beads yeah. to make a little bracelet with this metal I found and um, like packing up my stuff to move or something. I found this little metal and I made this bracelet and I was like, Oh my gosh, that was so relaxing. Yeah. And so I started making these bracelets while, while thinking of these saint quotes, because I had this habit of writing out quotes from the saints. Yeah. But I think that they're great conversation starters. This is a totally very long answer, but no, I, I promise it. that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I find a lot of inspiration from the saints. Um, I am very saintly intercession and liturgical living are both a huge part of my life today as a Catholic. So I found that I was, it, it was a great conversation starter to pick up a quote from John Paul II, read it and kind of pause and just at least like talk, be like, Jesus, that quote, what he was saying, and just like really applies to me in this way, or I needed to hear this because of this. And essentially just having this dialogue and then just kind of being silent after that and just waiting for that peace to come in my prayer life and all the while making bracelets. So I was making all these bracelets for friends and then I had to get a bunch of, um, and this actually goes back to me falling away from the church. I wasn't going to mass and I wasn't going to the dentist. So, (laughs) so I, I had a bunch of these root canals to pay for. And so I was like, maybe I'll start selling some bracelets because I was making them anyway. You know what I mean? Like I was making them because, you know, and I was like, I could create an Instagram community to share my story with people. Because as we were talking about my story of dealing with that anxiety and dealing with all of like my terrible past, right? Like all of these things could just be jumbled up and combined and just stick it on an Instagram community. Call it be so by Caroline and see where it goes. So I, That's and I like that. Like I like that you said. Like you named it "Be Still" by Caroline. Like I, that's one of my favorite verses. It's actually on a coffee mug that I have. Here. Exodus fourteen fourteen. Yeah, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, mine. The other one is the Lord uh, will fight for you. You need only to be still. Oh, so that's the one in Exodus that you're referencing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. See, I need to know my Bible more. You're like, but both. But both. But both. They're both good. good. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on needing to open up your Bible more. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a serious thing. It's <laughs> a serious thing. I read thing. the daily readings. Yeah. But I have the daily readings, but I don't go any. Yeah. That means you're good, right? No. <laughs> so yeah, totally. Need, yeah. That's awesome. No, I I love that, especially like doing things. My I struggle with anxiety like a ton, especially like last year. It was 
a huge thing. Um, and I would get like little things like this. Um, I don't yes. Know, you know, yes. Little uh, mm -hmm. fidget cube things. And yeah. It was like such a help to me, like just to focus yeah. my attention on this rather than on all the chaos of like life. Oh my gosh. Um, that makes me so happy because I do that. Yeah. I still, I'm oh, like, sometimes I'll just like play with the beads, just string something, you know, it's just doing something with your hands. Yeah. Like, it's like my mind is with the rosary so is, is an interesting yes. tactile thing. That's actually something mm -hmm. that can really help people with, who struggle with anxiety. And that was right. something that I really leaned on a lot, but I think it's interesting because I feel like, um, like, especially when you're doing ministry stuff, um, and you, you're, you're, you, you know, like you on, on church pop, you have your rosaries, you've got your divine mercy chaplets that you guys do live with a bunch of people on there and you you have that set as a schedule right what is it it's yeah like tuesdays thursdays and fridays for you guys and wednesdays too right? well it's a little different right now we're doing tuesday wednesday thursday friday but normally yeah. i don't know but right now if you're watching this and it's april and it's COVID it's tuesday it's wednesday, the covid thursday, crisis friday. it's a little bit <laughs> yes yeah 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 but so you have that structured in your time and you're you're gonna pray at those times for some people, like in me as a youth minister, I have youth groups normally on Sundays and Wednesdays, and I'm praying with them. I'm doing things. With them, I go on retreats with them. It's structured prayer time. And so for some people, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice. You have your structured prayer time. Yeah. You're going to be doing your your God stuff right there and everything. But then you recognize, like, but when you're in it, you kind of recognize if your prayer life is just that, then you're not actually praying. Like, it's, it's not. Uh, for you're leading sure. people in prayer. And, yes, you are praying with them, but, like. You need You're to have leading. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like I cannot tell you how many times like I have to, I have to pause and be like, okay, I just shared that prayer with everybody on Instagram. I should probably go back and pray that again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because I mean, it's the same reason why when I go back when we used to be able to go out and do stuff, yeah. um, when I go and visit new churches, whether I'm in the U S or outside the U S I always walk around first and just kind of absorb it and then i walk around again and take pictures yeah. because there's been a couple of times where i just walk in and i'm like i need to share this beautiful church with my church pop community and then i'll leave and i'll be like i just robbed myself of that you know what i mean like yeah. i don't want to rob my i'm not trying to be selfish but you can only give what you get like what you have yeah yeah um so it's so important i mean when we look at like jesus's life he pulled away to pray. Mm -hmm. He pulled away to pray. Right. And it, I, so many times in ministry, when you do actually work and minister for work, mm -hmm. right? You, you, you kind of trick yourself sometimes thinking that like, this is my prayer time. And I think especially right. when, you, when you do ministry for a large group of people, like I have hundreds of people, you know, hundreds of kids in my youth groups and, you know, you have thousands of people following you. Uh, and but I don't see it. So right. to me, it's just a screen. Yeah, it's just a screen. <laughs> but I, I, but I feel like, like it, I'm sure that that maybe plays into. Does that play into like some of the feelings that kind of were brought up with anxiety? I feel like for me, I'd have a ton of anxiety around it. Um, I think a big deal that's always been a like I want to say it's a cross, but it may just seem vain to call it a cross. But is like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Of being like, like these people, like these people don't know me. Like so many people that I've 
whether they've messaged me on Be Still by Caroline because I have Church Pop, but people don't realize that like, Church Pop is my work. Yeah. Like, I am an employee. Yeah. Be Still is all me. I could say whatever I want on Be Still. I could do whatever I want. Not that I don't genuinely do what I feel is best for Church Pop, but people will get on Be Still and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this, 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 and this about you. And yeah. I'm like, just because I'm not going out on Church Pop saying, hey, I struggled with this in my past. I struggled with this in my past. I deal with this and this and this doesn't mean that I'm not doing that behind the scenes. You know, there's just time and place to express those things. And I mean, I'll allude to it when it's applicable on Church Pop, but that's another beautiful part of social media is just having be still to kind of dump things out that like, I don't care what anybody else says because that's my thing. You know, no, for sure. Totally. Okay. So let's, let's back up a little bit. So you born and raised Catholic and Mm -hmm. you, you were raised in a Catholic family and then you, you kind of mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it on here, if you mentioned it just before we jumped live, um, that you you had a falling away from the church at some point. Um, can you kind of talk about that? What was going on? What, what led to that and what brought you back ultimately? So I, I've talked a lot and people can look, I have like an extensive, like I shared a lot about this, this suffering, this period of suffering in my life on my Instagram page. So you can go back and like anything that doesn't make sense. I just fill in the blanks there, but I grew up in a Catholic family. Everything was hunky dory. And then there was some point in high school um, slash college where I just stopped I kind of like separated myself from my Catholic life and my real life, yeah. you know, like my, not real life, my other life. And I was, I was Catholic, but I wasn't living a Catholic life. Um, I wasn't incorporating it into my daily routine. And so it was limited to just praying before meals and going to mass on Sunday. And then eventually it was just nothing. And I didn't, I, I honestly, some people, and I think now if, now I'm more attuned to kind of knowing that if I did go, you know, like four or four months without mass, I'm sure I would be in like shambles right now. But back then I was just like, oh, wow, I haven't been to mass in a long time, you know, because I didn't understand the mass. I didn't understand this and that and this and that. And around this time. I had some traumatic events in my life. And instead of turning to prayer, I started turning to drugs and alcohol. And I was so focused on kind of like on my outside facade, you know, getting straight A's in college, which I did somehow. I don't know how. (laughs) That that is impressive. You know what? And it was so weird. It was like, it was just a bizarre period of my life of like, I think that like the devil gets me. Okay. I personally, on a side note, like I personally believe that everybody has that one vice or that one like sin that the evil one knows us by. Like he'll look at you and be like, Oh, like he doesn't know your name, Nick. Like the devil does not know your name and he doesn't care, but he knows you by your sin. So like the devil knows me as pride. He doesn't know my name's Caroline doesn't know my name's Bortle or that it's really close to Blake Bortles. Um, but he knows me as pride. 
And so he's like, oh, I wonder how Pride's doing. Oh, she doesn't seem like Pride's not really a thing in her life right now. Let me put her in a situation where it is. So for the longest time, Pride was at the forefront of everything I did. And that's when my mental illness, like my depression started getting bad. And I was just stacking, like combating every hardship with alcohol and drugs and distraction and pride motivating everything. So I really, I built a successful career after graduation. Everything was great. And then it just kind of hit a breaking point where I was like, who am I? And when you forget who you are, you're going to forget who you are when you forget who Jesus is. And one of the biggest obstacles and Mother Angelica shares on this, one of the biggest reasons why I fell away from the church and why I was like hopeless, like no one could have brought me back. I was the one that had to make that decision. You know what I mean? Um, It was, I forgot that Jesus loved me. Like I literally, I forgot who he was. And when you forget like the nature of Jesus's love for you, then you forget who he is. And it kind of goes down like you forget who you are and you start turning to other things to let you know who you are. And then those things will let you know who you are. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's who I am. And it's just an insidious cycle. And so as we approach Divine Mercy Sunday, Mm. um, Divine Mercy was one of the things that brought me back. Um, One of the things, but one of the biggest things that I've shared, I'm not even going to go into it because I have dedicated so much time. People that are listening to this know what I'm about to say. Um, uh, John Paul II. John Paul II, the intercession of that holy man, I am so certain brought me like open the doors wide for Christ for me. That's awesome. Remember he, he said that open the yeah. doors wide for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did it for me and he introduced me to our lady of Guadalupe. And so it was just a slow progression and I'm still obviously on that progression. I don't think I should ever stop being on that progression Yeah. or else I start going back. So. No, that's awesome. I love it. You said, you, so you said you built a really successful, successful career after high or college. What was, yeah. what were you doing then? I worked in politics. Wow. That's and, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And Fun so life. it's funny. Um, it was like, well, I worked at Fox news in New York city. Okay. Um, while I was in college. Okay. And so that was kind of like, I went there for like two consecutive summers and I learned so much. And I think it was a godsend that like my fear kind of kept me back from going out there and working full time right after graduation. Were you so like an like, anchor I'm... at Fox News or are you a producer? No, or... I, I was I was a producer. Yeah. I was all behind the scenes. Fine. And so um, I started working for the Republican Party, the RNC. And I essentially did exactly what I do or pretty much the same as what I'm doing now. It's like, and I'm not saying that politics is evil, yeah. but it's like, um, the conversion of Paul, how Paul was like, yeah, he had, he basically had the same gusto and determination in his old life when he was killing Christians. And then he had this like, come to Jesus moment, fell off his high horse. And he used all of that energy <laughs> and enthusiasm and just like jump ships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of jump ships. So you, so you were, you took all the energy that you were putting into the RNC and Fox news and all that life. And just said, let's apply this to the Catholic world. Uh, okay. Not, yes. But in between there, there was a year 
where I was a preschool teacher in Minnesota. And I took a little hiatus. How did and this I... happen? What is... <laughs> I know. Really? <laughs> so, so, born in a Catholic I family, just... fell away in college, came back through JP2, works for Fox News, and then the RNC. <laughs> oh, no. No, this, I fell away. I worked for the Republican Party in Fox News when I had fallen away. So it was just like chaos with the I was like it was like the work hard play hard mentality yeah and you know and that's I got really I just got into the classic example of like drugs and alcohol infiltrating our society and a lot of people I mean I firmly believe that addiction is like a genetic thing that some people grow out of that after college like I always tell moms that are like oh my gosh my teenage daughter had to be or it's like listen obviously that's bad it's you know like but I think that, and you'll probably attest, like, as we were talking about before, mental illness and addiction, like, there's a difference between drinking a lot and being an alcoholic and feeling a little anxious because you're in quarantine and things are uncertain to everything's great, everything's fine, but you still have this feeling of impending doom. You know? Like, there's a difference between those things and... Um, and there's a stigma around talking about it. Like, oh my gosh, in the Catholic community too. I'm calling sure. everybody out for sure. And honestly, like, like, like just hearing like this, people are probably going to tune out because just like you don't want to face right the problem and the issue that many people probably more than mm-hmm. than would want to admit right. struggle with with any of these issues we're talking about, whether it be mm-hmm. addiction or depression or anxiety or just. I mean, name a bunch, but those those ones right. particularly have this stigma around them where people just don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. they, or or they don't want to admit like that that's an issue. I think for me, I ran from saying like I struggle with anxiety a lot. Like I ran from wanting to say that. I wouldn't even name yeah. it because I didn't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. But it, but it was true, and I just needed to name it so that I could actually fight against it. But it like holds you responsible. That's how I felt like, I mean, I felt that way with mental illness, but even as an, like, as an addict, I was like, if I say it one time, it's out there. Yeah. And of course, like God knows already, but still, if you want to pretend like you have some control over that. But I think a lot of people, um, and it reminds me of this quote from St. Teresa of Avila, and a lot of saints dealt with mental illness. Yeah. And that's, and it made them grow closer to Christ. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, a lot, every saint has some sort of suffering. All of us have some sort of cross that we're called to bear. And it could, a lot of the time, if you use it wisely, it'll lead you to heaven. But a lot of people I felt, or I've encountered um, as somebody who has come out about addiction and anxiety, depression, that people often say, well, you're not praying enough. Yeah. Or that, like, that it's a sign of weakness in your faith if you're doubting or whatever. Right. And St. Teresa of Avila said that, I don't know the exact quote, but it goes something along the lines of, one should not say that one who is uh, anxious is not praying enough. Yeah. They are doing more by offering up their sufferings and their anxieties than somebody else would be doing, meditating his head off. And calling that a prayer. Yeah. He said something sassy like that, and I love it. I love but, that. I mean, a lot of people, you don't realize that with clinical, like with actual mental illness, not mere feelings, but yeah. in existence, that you cannot pray. I mean, prayer, obviously, is the biggest weapon yeah. against that. But 
prayer, it's not like God's not a genie. Yeah. And prayer is not a slot machine. You're not like, oh, yes, it's not a Band-Aid. Yeah. And if you try to, if you try to like use it as a Band-Aid, you're only going to be disappointed and not pray anymore. Because totally. you're going to be like, well, that didn't work, you know? 100%. Are you a Star Wars fan? No. Oh, I've never seen any of the movies. Well, I know. We forgive you. Um, Divine Mercy is here for Sunday, so you're good. Uh, <laughs> But, Don't ask me about Lord of the Rings either. Oh gosh, man! <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got to get the yeah, praying, praying that chapter. Uh, we're we're gonna start praying that for you. No, but there's this scene in the newest, uh, one of the not the newest Star Wars, but the newest trilogy, the very first episode of the newest trilogy, where one of the characters, Finn, is gonna go and like save, you know, this these people from what's going on in this battle, and he looks over to Han Solo. And Han Solo is like, well, what do you think? What are you going to go do? Um, how are you going to save him? And he, Finn looks to him and says, oh, we're, we'll just use the Force. And Han Solo has this funny line where he just goes, that's not how the Force works. And I always relate that to prayer. Like, people look at prayer like, oh, we'll just pray about it, and it'll be fine. No. And it's like, no, 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 wait. Yes, sure. Absolutely. God has the power to do anything. And right. miracles can happen. Prayer does work. It's not that prayer, it's not, I'm not saying that prayer doesn't work, but just like you right. said, it's not like we're just slapping on a bandaid. Like you're going to have mm-hmm. to still suffer through these things and take action because, yes, pray mm-hmm. about it. And God's probably going to give you the grace to take the action that you need to take. Yeah. But it's, we need to act. We need to respond to the grace God's giving us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we're not changing God's mind. Like I think over time, I mean, our society in general is like, thinking that we have more power than we actually do. And yeah. so we're like, well, if we're going to pray about him. We're going to change God's mind about this. It's like, no, yeah. he, like, he literally just wants to hear your voice. And again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray and that your prayers don't matter because they do. Your prayers are always answered in different ways. And you may not even know how your prayers have been answered until you get to heaven. But you like a prayer isn't like a, like God doesn't need your prayers. Yeah. God doesn't need anything from us, yeah. but He deserves everything from us. Yeah, and He wants. You know what I mean? He wants. And he wants. It, which is yeah. like that's beautiful, right? Like that He doesn't need it; He just wants it. Yeah, like that's nuts. Yeah, seriously, it's like that. What is yeah. that? Hunter Hunter Hillman or what's his name? The the country artist who says, oh, "I just want to be wanted." I'm not going to sing on here, but. <laughs> there's a there's a country song that's like you just make me want to feel wanted. All right, my right. my wife's gonna think. Oh I'm yeah, married. I know. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking. I know about. that song. Yeah, but you know what always gets me like, and I just I firmly believe my fiance isn't Catholic. Yeah, and I firmly believe that he will convert when he and it's not my job to convert him. Right, but when he fully understands how much God loves him. Yeah. Then you have, there'll be no, there'll be nothing else he would do. There's not another step he could take without converting. When you realize how much God loves you. And it's, and it's hard because like when humans view love, we view it in our terms. Right. And it's just, it's, but the thing about the faith is that you're never going to understand it. But the more you pray and the more you ask God to understand it, the more grace he'll give you to just make it another day without understanding. Yeah. Um, so I think that everybody is just one prayer, one 
step away from becoming Catholic. Yep. They yes. remind everybody. And Mother Angelica said the essence of evangelization is to let everybody know that Jesus loves them. So. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so you, you said you have a fiance. You're getting married mm-hmm. here in a bit. Um, but you told me before this that your wedding was postponed. Yeah. Because yeah, of everything going canceled. on with COVID. Yeah, my wedding was canceled because of COVID-19. And I keep, and people are like, it wasn't canceled, it was just postponed. I'm like, well, it was canceled. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was canceled. Uh, it was supposed to be May 1st here in Denver. And first our venue, like our reception venue canceled. But we were like, okay, we'll just reschedule the reception and just have the ceremony. And then it got to the point where it could only be five people, like gathering of five people or whatever. And we're like, you know what? I just, I literally, I can't get married without my parents. You know what I mean? I just can't do it. And they live in Texas. And so I was like, uh, but then once it got closer, I was like, all right, okay, we're just going to, maybe it'll just be Marshall and I, and the, you, we can't even get a marriage license right now. Wow. And so it just so many different factors. So we're like, okay. Are you devastated as like a bride? Oh my gosh. Like, I, okay, and this is a couple of weeks ago, like right now I'm talking about it and I've been sharing about it here and there to other people and they're like, oh my gosh, you're reacting so well. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I, I did not react well for like a good week. It was bad. There's so and much that I, goes into it. Like you have to get the venue, you right. have to get the vendors, you have to And it was so close. Travel and for like, people coming in. Uh, and and we had just sent out our invitations. Oh no. So RSVPs are coming in. Oh, you're and uh, it's like everyone yeah, makes, makes my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So then we look up, and our reception venue doesn't have a free weekend until May seventh of next year. And I said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not going to happen." So we're getting married on a Monday in September. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's wild. so. How are you feeling? Like, yeah. So, so is it Monday in September, and is it going to be the same like setup or? Yeah. So everything's going to be the same. We don't know if people are going to be able to come, but (laughs) so fingers crossed and hopefully people can make the adjustments. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, we're praying for you for that. And but like the worst, I think the worst thing about it was like the date. And this is why everybody that's watching, please pray for me on May 1st, like please, or just pray for me in general. That's great. But May 1st, we got engaged over a year ago in March and we chose May 1st, 2020, because it was the feast of St. Joseph, the worker. And he is Marshall's patron. St. Marshall works with his hands. He's a foreman on a construction, something. And yeah. uh, Joseph is my confirmation saint. That's cool. And I prayed to St. Joseph for to lead me to a husband that will lead me to heaven. That's Da Vinci's tale. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that will lead me to a man that will lead me to heaven or get me to heaven. And I prayed to St. Joseph and I met Marshall relatively soon afterwards. And so May 1st was a big day for us because it's the feast of St. Joseph. And then I started the consecration to St. Joseph with plans on incorporating the consecration prayer into our ceremony on our wedding day and giving flowers to Joseph and Mary during the presentation of flowers so just a bunch of little things that's that like so cool. that's what breaks my heart the most yeah. you know 
Yeah, missing that. But, but another thing is, as I was saying before, I'm still doing the I'm still doing the consecration, which the consecration to Saint Joseph from Father Donald Calloway. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible, and I am pretty sure, like Saint Joseph had a lot of things in his life not go as planned, like a ton of things yeah. that didn't go as planned. Yeah. And he's just he still went with it. Um, and I think that me doing the consecration still um, is really giving me the grace to kind of look beyond and get ready for September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. That's my mom's birthday, I think, or is it the day before? One of those. Well, days. it's the, it's the day before the feast of Saint Michael the Archangel. That's and awesome. he's he's another favorite of ours. Hey, that's so. a good, that's a good day then. That's a good day then. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So everything's so. going on right now with COVID nineteen. How is that impacting? Like, how is your life and your uh, quarantine? You know, what's going on for you with this? Literally, like this might make people jealous. But nothing has changed. <laughs> That's how my, my wife works. My wife works from home, and she's like, "This is just basically normal life. It's just you're here right. now more." And so, and it's funny because, like, I'm number one. I'm a homebody. Mm-hmm. Number two, I work from home anyway. Yeah. But the longer I'm like a homebody, and like my current situation of like my office is at Marshalls, and so like having to adjust certain things like that, and like. I did appreciate going to one or two places. So like, it's kind of getting to me, but maybe the library, yeah. the library being closed is really hard. Cause I used to go to the library and obviously mass is just, it's devastating. Right. But, um, but otherwise I'm just missing, missing the church and missing the library. And other than that, everything's pretty, pretty normal. So what about you? For me, it has been, um chaotic mostly everything's normal obviously i'm not going into the office much we're working remotely i mean i am going to the so this is why my life's chaotic i work for uh, my jobby job full-time is (laughs) at at a catholic parish uh saint john the evangelist catholic church Uh here in vancouver washington and um i am the director of youth young adult ministry um and i do some adult evangelization stuff there well now all those things are kind of on hold, sort of. We're we're making plans to do um, a lot of different live stream stuff. Mm-hmm. For, we've been doing live stream stuff for youth ministry already. We're planning stuff for men's ministry and some other things that we're doing. Um, and I've been in charge of all the live streams for Mass. So we just got through with Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We made it an all because we made it through and uh, made the live streams. And being, just being responsible for all those live streams has been a lot of pressure on me. Um, it's been a lot of work. Um, it's so much work to... We, we were running a three-camera system for Mass um, and running it out of my audio board that I actually have here at home now um, so that we had good audio quality for Mass. Because, like, that's the thing. when Like, all of these digital Masses are amazing, and I do not think production value is needed, really. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just something we wanted to do, and we we had the ability to do for our parish, so we did. Um, but if you're out there and you're thinking about live streaming masses, just do it. It doesn't matter what your equipment is. But anyways, we had three cameras running into my little MacBook Air uh, <laughs> and running a, a mixing board that I have with all those cameras into my MacBook Air, running it out of Ecamm Live to the whole parish on our Facebook, our YouTube 
our website oh. on Vimeo, like multiple platforms. So the amount of bandwidth and CPU you need wasn't really what my computer, little tiny MacBook Air is capable of. I mean, it's great, but it's not like, so we had some lagging stuff. And so there's just like, it's been chaotic having to do all of that and then like the pressure of doing it and then everyone's mm-hmm. response to it because we've had yeah. certain technical difficulties here and there. But overall, it's been, it's, I mean, it's been res- a great response, but it's just kept me so busy. Um, right. It was really hard to enter into like at Lent because mm-hmm. it's basically been like two or three or four weeks or whatever it's been of all of this happening. Yeah. And it's just been like live stream, live stream, live stream. And then just balancing all of that with being at home, being a parent to mm-hmm. an eight and a half month old who's really has- <laughs> so cute, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah. Eden, so sweet. Eden's the best. She is a ball of energy. She just runs around and well, she doesn't <laughs> run around yet, um, but she will eventually. But she's trying to start to walk now and she's like, Ooh, right. So it's just been busy. And then my wife works from home too. Um, and she's always worked from home. So she didn't have much of a change except for me entering into or normal routines, right? Because right. I'm around more, and uh, just f- figuring out that balance with her has been kind of my life, right? Um, so it's been it's been a wild ride doing doing all of this stuff. Yeah, my biggest thing. I mean, I think having to unplan the wedding was like pretty pretty time consuming. Yeah, um, and I guess you know it was it has been harder with working from home because like even I think because Holy Week were there were a bunch of events that I had planned um, covering and you know you can't go to those anymore so I think it's been a huge adjustment like for both you and I but probably for like everybody that really works in me like in the Catholic world yeah you know yeah for sure, because sure. like everything's being canceled, masses, confirmations, I mean, mm-hmm. like, all the stuff. It's crazy. So, right, you having worked from home and working from home uh, with Church Pop and what you're doing there, what advice do you have for listeners who I would imagine a lot of them work in the church, or or even if they don't, they're working from home now, mm-hmm. uh, or making that transition. What advice do you have for that? Um, and then also, like for churches specifically. What advice do you have for them and for people, I guess, to reach out to people with faith online and also for them to um, be connected to their faith online? Because this is what we have right now. I mean, yeah, besides your own personal prayer. Right. So I think so. Okay. well, number one, I posted a little infographic on and I could like send it to you. Maybe you can like put it on your page or like link it under here. literally a list of how to effectively work from home. And I posted it right when all of these orders were underway because I, myself, as someone who struggles with mental illness, yeah. working from home can be a hit or a miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, and I noticed that I kind of learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And so now I have some tools. And so I can share those with you. Um, so stay tuned, viewers. Um, I can share this we'll with you. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes too. For yeah, it's right. on my it's on my Instagram page. Um, just some some tips for working from home. And then as far as connecting um, with your faith during this time, I think a huge thing would be to like okay. Well, obviously follow Church Pop because Church Pop. I mean, 
if you follow the church pop Instagram stories, which also transcribe to Facebook stories, like the little things at the top, the little bubbles, yeah, yeah. I share things every single day. I share a prayer, a link every single day. So that can kind of open up, you know, a portal for you to get in, get into your faith and get excited about certain things going on in the liturgical calendar. But I would also suggest that you grab a spiritual read. And it may seem silly, but like, before you go to bed every night, make some time for reading. Yeah. Even if, like, instead of laying in your bed, and this is something I gave up for Lent. I gave up being on my phone in my bedroom or in bed. Yeah. Like, and it's so crazy. Like, I remember telling my parents that, and they're like, that's weird. I'm like, no, it is such a game changer. Like, now I go to bed reading a book, and yeah. I have read so many books just by doing that, you know? I also would suggest starting a consecration or if you haven't done a Marian consecration, um, a St. Joseph, that's what I'm doing right now. And if you're like me and you have a hard time sticking to a consecration, um, reach out to me via Instagram on Be Still. But what always helps me to complete a consecration, because this is my third one. Yeah, I've done Divine Mercy, Marian consecration, and this is St. Joseph is to end it on a feast day that's super important to you. Yeah. So then you won't miss a day. Trust me, you will not miss a day because St. Maximilian Colby's feast day only happens once a year. And so for my Marian consecration, I'm like, I am ending this on the feast day of St. Maximilian Colby. And I did not miss one day. <laughs> that's awesome. So like, so that's, like little things like that. Um, that's such a good and point. I've never thought about that. Like we have some, yeah. we have this time that's like, not a set time, but it's it's very much like we have a certain amount of time that we have to be in this quarantine. Take a t- like, take some time and do a consecration. That's awesome. That's yeah, idea. I love that. Um, another thing, I mean, there's obviously a ton of like different live streams and um, so many cool things that different accounts are doing. But if you want to keep it simple, just do a consecration and maybe do some fasting. Um, kind of like elongate your Lent. I like it. I like yeah. it. I mean, just super simple things. I think a lot of people there. I kind of got overwhelmed for a little bit because there, there were so many things just vomiting on the internet of yeah. how to how to maintain your faith, how to do this, do this, do this. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do any of it. I'm not going to do any of it. And I just like shut down. I was like, I. So <laughs> you're going to get a lot of advice. Even I just now give you advice, but like. Make sure don't overdo it. Don't take too much on because then you're just going to get discouraged. Literally, Jesus just wants you to talk to him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what he wants from you. That's it. Jesus, this is not a test. Jesus is not sitting here like, hmm, let's see what you're going to do working from home. Yeah. You know, like, that's not what's going on. Um, so just do what's best for you, for your family. Do some liturgical living. Follow church pop. Um, surround yourself with little reminders of your faith. I started doing, I started going on a walk after um, dinner, like, Marshall will go on a walk with me and we'll just walk and just talk. Yeah. Um, so I've been spending more time away from my phone when I'm not working. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is just some, some of my humble examples. And then I have tips on working from home on my main Instagram. That's awesome. So go and check that out at be still by Caroline and you can mm-hmm. uh, see everything that she's posting there, get to know her a little bit more and check out her Etsy shop because it's uh, got some really cool stuff that she's, working out and and making with her hands like creating creating yeah. in the world <laughs> yes so you go check that out and check out church pop 
they um caroline's on there you have tuesdays and wednesdays rosaries 4 p.m thursdays rosaries 5 p.m and friday divine mercy chapel at 4 p.m am i correct yes that's during april that's during april and then you'll you'll be following them so you'll know what's what yeah, all exactly. the there you go <laughs> yeah so check out church pop and you can join you guys have over like half a million followers there that are just like praying and making christian culture fun yeah guys, fun informative and inspirational that's amazing i love it <laughs> i love it so to close out the show caroline you said pick up a spiritual read what is um what is a book that you would suggest a book or two um it doesn't have to be spiritual um it could be any book that you'd suggest to people to pick up and read during this time that you love okay so get your pencils ready just kidding um <laughs> The Diary of St. Faustina, obviously, my favorite book aside from the Bible. But here's the kicker. Do not read it from cover to cover. So many people, I just like want to put this out there. Do not get the Diary of St. Faustina and read it from cover to cover because you will something will get lost in there. You yeah. need to take it chunk by chunk because it's such it's so incredible read. But so just true. do it bit by bit. Um, that's number one. Number two, I have personally read every single encyclical and speech written by John Paul II. And if you ever are feeling down, feeling low, uh, go and just dip into the writings of John Paul II. He's wrote poetry. He has so many, like, plays. he was the Pope. Plays, yeah, he was the Pope for so long. Dig into something. If you need a, a suggestion, I could give you a suggestion. Um, so your, many suggestions. What's your favorite encyclical by him? Um... I really like the Divine Mercy one. Divine Mercy one? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I really like the, the about Mother of Mercy. Redemp Redemptress. Redemptress Matre. Matre, is that? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. I don't know how to say it, but that's a good one too. Latin. All of his are so good. My favorite letter, I love his letter to artists Yeah. and letter to women. That's awesome. If you are a woman. My my wife, she had, uh, I think she was doing a little small group that Blessed Is She put out on the, the letter to or women. Or was it? Or no, oh, it might no, it was in Dow. And Dow. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Dow. Yeah. That's awesome. And Dow's my jam. Yeah. yeah. They do some cool stuff. They do some really amazing things. Yeah. They're they're here in Denver too. Oh really? So yeah, the Augustine Institute is here in Denver. That's cool. Uh, and then another one that's just for fun, um, the Screw Tape Letters. So good. Yeah. It's, so good. It'll make you think so about good. sin in a whole new way. Oh my gosh! It'll make you think about the devil in a whole new way. Like. I, yeah, yep. crazy. Yes. <laughs> crazy, agree. crazy. I agree. I love that. Okay, so um, <laughs> hopefully uh, we pray that it's not soon, but one time in, or another, you're going to live <laughs> your life, and boom, you're going to die. <laughs> um, yeah, memento mori. I, I live memento mori. Yes, remember Always that. remembering my death, yeah. That's right, that's right. So it's going to happen. We're remembering it. But you have the chance to come back and be all, you know, the, a ghost in the in the Vatican and say, "Hey, Mr. Pope, I want to be the patron." Mr. Saint. Pope. <laughs> Mr. Pope. <laughs> I want to be the patron saint of. And what would you choose? Um, addiction and mental health, because number one, um, there's a patron saint, uh, Venerable Matt Talbot is a great patron saint of alcoholics, and obviously Saint Maximilian Colby is a great. I firmly stand by his the power of his intercession in my life because yeah. I believed on him big time. 
but there needs to be a female patron of addiction and there needs to be another female patron of mental illness because St. Dimphna is the patron of mental illness, that's, which is great and her intersection is so powerful, but we don't know a lot about her life, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It needs to be a modern day version. So I'll, I will say Mr. Pope. And we know a lot about your life because of this things. podcast. What? And I said, and we know all about your life because of this podcast. Yeah. And, this and podcast. all the social media. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So the patron saint of mental health and addiction. Caroline. Bortle. Oh, I hope I don't die while my last name's still Bortle. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Come on. COVID's <laughs> not going to do it. All right. What is it? What What will your name be? Perkins. Caroline Perkins. Oh, my gosh. See, I don't even have to spell it. It's like the restaurant. Yeah. I have an uncle whose last name is Perkins. His really? Lloyd Perkins and Ann Perkins. Oh. Lloyd and Ann Perkins. In Syracuse, New York, maybe. maybe. We'll oh, be... Cuse. Go Orange. Yeah, Go my, orange. My, uh, my dad lived in New York. But, what? Really? But, in Syracuse? Yeah. He li- no, he lived in, like, you know, the Vernon, Verona, Cheryl oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Oh, that's cool. He, yeah, he lived over there. That's sweet. But. But no, the Perkins family all lives um, in Washington, where you're at now. Oh my gosh! And I think okay, if that's true, is it in Vancouver, Washington? No. Darn. Well, there's a Mary Perkins at my parish. No, they're not Catholic. Not ca- okay. So well, I don't think unless there's some extended family of Perkins. Who knows? But Perkins but is sort of an, a common name, isn't it? Very. I, it is a very common last name. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's only there's only one Caroline Perkins. It's only one. Caroline Perkins, patron saint of. Got to go get that Instagram handle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right? Caroline Perkins. It could, I could have been married in a couple weeks, but you know, COVID. Oh, COVID. 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 That's. That's all she wrote. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate uh, you being thank on you and uh, you know joining the show and and really just your vulnerability of sharing about you know anxiety and addiction. I think is it's so important. Um, so thank you so much for being like courageous enough to share it. Um, it means a lot to me, and I think it me- it'll mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, we need more people who are courageous like you. Thank who, you. Who share about oh, that Thank stuff. you. Yeah. So, thank you. So just thank you for doing that. And thank you for being on the show and, and chatting about it. If you guys are interested, and I think you should be. So if you haven't been already, be interested now and go check out Caroline at her Instagram, Be Still by Caroline and her Etsy shop there. And if you want to see about the work she's doing over at Church Pop, you can go check them out at Church Pop. Caroline, it's been a blast. It's been a Thank blast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Cheer him out. Woo!